Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we explore biblical prophecy. And today we're going to talk about what the scriptures say about the Antichrist. And it's going to be way of a introductory lessons on some of the major scriptures. And it's interesting that the Antichrist is not mentioned by name in the book of Revelation. A lot of folks don't know that, nor is the Antichrist mentioned in any of St. Paul's epistles. But there are three explicit mentions of the Antichrist in the New Testament. And it's interesting, all three are found in John's letters. His three letters are found towards the very end of the New Testament, uh, just before you get to Jude and Revelation. And the first explicit mention is in 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 18. St. John writes, "'Little children, it is the last time.'" And by the last time, it means that the last period of human history has begun. That's with the first coming of Christ. We are now in the final period of human history. And then he says, and as you have heard, in other words, uh, these early Catholics were taught about the Antichrist. You have heard that the Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are many Antichrist. And here's what you want to pick up from 1 John 2 and verse 18. He first said, you heard that Antichrist singular shall come, but even now are many many Antichrist, plural. In other words, at the end of time, very near the end of time, and just basically a period of three and a half or maybe even seven years before the return of Christ, the Antichrist singular as a person, one individual will come. But he says, even now, and this is way back through the first century, that many Antichrists are actually functioning, kind of precursors working within the same spirit of that. And then he says in verse 19, they went out from us but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And this is kind of sobering, but the New Bible Commentary says this, there are many, what I call many Antichrist, who had been members of the church. St. John says they, they went out from us. And these individuals, precursors, working and functioning like little antichrist, had been Christians or professing Christians, but John is quick to say that they didn't really belong to us. Their membership in the church was purely outward. There was no interior life whatsoever, and the fact that they departed was part of a sign of that. And the other thing about the Antichrist coming at the end of time, we have many Antichrists through history, and not just the New Testament, because you could go back to the beginning, uh, Nimrod in early chapters of Genesis, 
Nebuchadnezzar, the first king of a worldwide empire, or Antiochus Epiphanes, who persecuted the Jews during the Maccabean period, or people like we know in the 20th century, like Lenin and Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot. Um, Don't forget, well, whoever, there's plenty of people like this. It's the idea of the worst of the worst will all be combined together in one person that is very clever, extremely powerful, and and gains authority over the world, including the world's religions going along with him, except those who don't, who have their eyes open, thank you for the scriptures, uh, will be persecuted, and I'm sad to say, but I better better say it now, uh, will lose their lives for that witness. Uh, It will be intolerable when darkness descends to that level. So that's the first of the three mentions of the Antichrist. Again, we're still in 1 John, now 1 John chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming and now is in the world already. Again, there's this twofold dynamic. There's an ongoing spirit of Antichrist, and in St. John's Day, when he wrote this letter warning the early church about false teachers, they're working like Antichrist, trying to lead the sheep of the Good Shepherd astray into false teachings about the very person of Jesus. We're not exactly sure exactly what that heresy being promoted by the false teachers. There's a couple of different opinions, but the bottom line that they denied the full incarnation and of Jesus Christ, that he was the God-man and dying for our sins. So that's the spirit of the Antichrist, and it's already taking place. It's very interesting that the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is a great place to turn if you want to learn about biblical prophecy, believe me, don't spend $25 or $100 for <laughs> a prophecy package from somebody. Really, you can spend 30 minutes in your catechism and you'll get it, okay? And this is what the catechism says. Uh, this is section 676. So if you just go near 676, read a little before, read a little after, you'll get the straight story about what is going to happen in the end times. And this is what the Catechism says. Like St. John, it says, the Antichrist deception already begins to take place in the world every time the claim is made to realize within history that messianic hope, which can only be realized beyond history. The church has rejected even modified forms of this falsification of the kingdom, especially the intrinsically perverse political form of a secular messianism. And what is this saying? 
one of the ways this, the Antichrist deception takes place, he's a counterfeit Messiah. So we know that the Messiah has come, and when his rule is formally and completely established at the second coming, the Prince of Peace will have the end of war. Now, there's all kinds of things like the New World Order and a Great Reset and some kind of communist or utopian plan that if we implement it without Christ, we'll bring peace on earth. I would say good luck, number one. And number two, the catechism says those plans, uh, trying to have messianic fulfillment on earth without the Messiah, is intrinsically perverse. And now the third scripture that we find in John's small little letters towards the end of the New Testament, it's 2 John, and it's verse 7. There's only one chapter to John's second little letter, and he says this, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, men who will not acknowledge the coming of Jesus in the flesh. Such a one is a deceiver and the Antichrist. Again, false teaching about the person of Jesus, and that is going to ruin a person's future as far as having eternal life. You have to believe. That's why we have a creed, and it's it's not just a little nice thing we do in Mass. Confessing the creed is a very important thing because those creeds have preserved for us the full humanity and the full deity of Christ. And otherwise, we kind of go off on our own or follow some newfangled teaching like, oh, I've been enlightened and this is, this is something different from the creed. That's the Antichrist. It's already at work. Now, along with these three explicit mentions in St. John's letters, again, that's 1 John uh, 4, 2, 2.18, and 2 John, only one chapter, but verse 7. The major teaching of the Antichrist, the most significant teaching of the Antichrist, is in St. Paul's second epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 2. Now, in that epistle, St. Paul doesn't use the word Antichrist, which has become so well known uh, amongst English-speaking peoples, but it does teach, and the church has recognized, this is the Antichrist. This is the person that will come at the end of time. And St. Paul says, let no one deceive you, for that day will not come unless a rebellion comes first. In other words, people fall away from their faith that makes them liable to deception. And then the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who exalts and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, and he proclaims himself to be God. Now, something that's very distressing to me, that the lectionary for the United States, for the Catholic Church, says this. It quotes 2 Thessalonians 1 and 2, now, about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, don't be uh, quickly shaken in mind by a letter purporting to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. 
the lectionary goes and cuts this passage in half, and it says, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come. What day? Well, the day right before mentioned verse 2, the day of the Lord. And by cutting verse 3 in half, it's saying that the day of the Lord will not come. Don't let anybody deceive you. The day of the Lord will not come. That's what Catholics hear from the most important passage about the Antichrist in the entire Bible. Because it goes on, it says that day will not come unless the rebellion, the great apostasy, come first and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Let me tell you something a hundred times better than the U.S. lectionary on 2 Thessalonians 2, and that's the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 675. It says before Christ's second coming, the church must through pass through a, a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers, and it will unveil the mystery of iniquity and the supreme religious deception, namely that of the Antichrist. Now, it's real important. Read the catechism about these things. Just because you hear somebody write about it and they happen to be a good Catholic or an engaging Catholic speaker or something, check them out. Check me out with the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 675. And then while you're checking the catechism, you want to pay special attention to the scriptural footnotes for each section. And that 675 happens to have references to 2 John chapter 1 and verse 7, which we covered, 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 to 22, which we opened this episode with, and finally, 2 Thessalonians 2, the verses zipped from the lectionary. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 340 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. 